Alright boys, we are back for another week. It's your boy Chipper here. I'm going to talk about something a little unique today. I'm going to talk about Bulgaria. I don't often play Bulgaria in Hearts of Iron 4. But I figured, I had a couple ideas today that I had to get out. So, we're going to do Bulgaria this episode. Without further ado, let's get into this. Okay, so you might be wondering why I did Swedish Pagans for the song instead of Song about Bulgaria. Well, the short answer is there is no Sabaton song about Bulgaria. There was one promise for heroes, but it never came out. I'm not going to get into that now. Did you know that the only other country to claim the Tsardom besides Russia was Bulgaria? I think that's interesting. So, if you're trying to play fascist Bulgaria in Hearts of Iron 4, right? It's going to form... It's going to form Greater Bulgaria, which Bronzel is fine, but Bulgaria starts off pretty weak and as a second fiddle to the Axis powers. Not often do they get an opportunity to show themselves, let alone become a great power, right? Greater Bulgaria probably never moves outside of Thrace. So I think your best strategy to go for is to dominate the, Bal the Balkans first. So, where's our first stop on the Grand Tour of the Balkans? Well, obviously Thrace. Thrace has historically been a part of Bulgaria. And even up until World War II, it was a part of Bulgaria. Even amidst the whole Ottoman Empire shenanigans. The Balkans have always been a tumultuous place. Bulgaria joined on the side of the Central Powers in World War One, and they joined the Axis as a minor power in World War Two. They never became a great power. Even if you play them in Hoi Four, they are not one of the majors. So, how do we make them a major country? First, you gotta start off building a lot of factories. They don't start off with that many factories. If you're not already fascist, then your second protocol is to go fascist. Uh, reclaim the Zardom. Zar Boris II, or whatever he is. Then once you do that, obviously, the next, the protocol after that is to start justifying on Greece, right? To take Thrace. But I think I should mention, after you take Thrace, there's a little smaller province owned by Romania that you can go down a focus tree to reclaim as well. As Bulgaria, you own this back in World War One as well. But Romania took it from you as like, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? A fine print is some kind of treaty. So, you can, if, you, if you need to take out Romania as well, you can justify that on them. Maybe if you can, ally with the Soviet Union, because, here, here's what you do. You, you wait for the Soviet Union to start pressing claims on Best Arabia, right, Moldova. You wait for them to go to war with Romania, and you start working up your alliance with the Soviet Union. Eventually, they might let you join the common turn. Even if they don't, you probably still join in a war with them anyway. And obviously a non-aggression pact is the best course of action. 
But yeah, improve relations, non-aggression pact, join the faction if you can, right? Join the common term. What now? You and Soviet both double-teamed Romania. You take that one small province I mentioned earlier. Which I forget the name of. I cannot remember for the life of me. You, you both you both split them up, right? Uh, for for the sake of keeping your borders clean, let's for the sake of keeping your borders clean, let's puppet them. Okay, just take that one state. Um, let's assume you've already taken Thrace by this point. Now you have Thrace. You have access to the Mediterranean, and now you have. That one small province I mentioned, right? The next port of call is Yugoslavia. Assuming you're still friendly with the Soviets, Germany is not going to like that. So you have to wait until Germany's declared on the Soviet, and then double-cross Soviet Union in order to join Germany's side against Yugoslavia later. So this is where like the whole pre-planning strategy comes in. And you're gonna to to take Macedonia. Now why Macedonia? Well, it's for all intents and purposes, it's practically the same as Bulgaria. They just don't use the Cyrillic alphabet like Macedonia does. For the most part, their language is mutually intelligible. Um Bulgaria even owned most of Macedonia at one point, when Serbia didn't own it, of course. So, and speaking of Serbia, you might want to puppet them as well. You might want to satellite all, this, all the Yugoslav states. Actually, while we're on it, I want to discuss the Ma um, Macedonia uh, conflict. Can you call it a conflict? A dispute? Well... Here's the thing. There's a region called Macedonia in Greece, right? Actually, it's in the game, too. It's a region in, Mas in Greece called Macedonia, in central Greece. And Greece thinks that Macedonia, trying to take that name, when they're not Greek, they're Slavic, is stolen valor, which I, I can understand. It kind of is. They're trying to appropriate their culture. Trying to appropriate the great empire of Alexander the Great. When he wasn't Slavic or Macedonian, he was Greek. But, you know, he's from Macedon. So, obviously, they're going to think, being Macedonian, he must have been from there. He was from Macedon. He was a Macedonian, not a Macedonian. Does that make sense? So, recently they even changed their name to the Republic of North Macedonia, so I guess they conceded on that issue. But... The jury still stands. Alexander the Great was Macedonian, technically. Because that's the city he was from. But he was mostly Greek by culture. So, I see where they're coming from. Uh, calling themselves Macedonia, it's kind of like stolen valor. But, it's a very complicated situation. I can't go, through, go over all the details here. You look it up in your free time if you can. But, like I said, Bulgaria needs to take Macedonia, right? You own that once, after an export of call. Satellite, the Yugoslav states, and... 
getting good with Germany, right? When they, you, maybe you guys can split up Yugoslavia or something. Germany's probably gonna want to take all they can, so you need to satellite all you can, just for the sake of keeping your borders neat and tidy. Don't annex anything. I think that's the best port of call. This game, don't annex anything. Most things. <laughs> Puppet it, mostly. Okay, so you have Thrace, you have that small little province in Romania, and you have Macedonia. And you pu you satellited the other Yugoslav states, you satellited Romania, and you should have satellited Greece as well. What's the next port of call then? Obviously the next port of call is Turkey. You only gained independence from them after... When did... When did the Balkans leave the Ottoman Empire? I think it was like 1910, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Oh, um, yeah. The Balkans left the Ottoman Empire, right? They lost all their territorial holdings in Europe. And to many, that's the fall of the, the, the fall of the Ottoman Empire. That's when they sort of fell from greatness and became the sick man of Europe, as they are referred to. And... If you're such a great military power, you have to think, Hey, we're stronger than Turkey now. I don't think my people are going to like it very much if I don't take revenge on them for enslaving the, the great Bulgars for so many years, right? So, if you want to keep the war support up, I'd say the best port of call is to go take Turkey next. But they're very... It's very hit or miss with Turkey. So... This is your big fish right here. This is your big turkey, I should say. Um, first, you're going to want mountaineering divisions, because Turkey is very mountainous. Uh, you're going to want tanks, so you can go right through Istanbul. Uh, that's a very narrow choke point right there. So, you're going to use tanks. You're going to want to be aggressive just to go through Istanbul as quick as possible and get onto the, onto the Anatolian Peninsula as fast as you can. <clears throat> Let's say you've already built up your navy by this point. Um, you could probably naval invade the northern coast of the Black Sea and attack them that way, which might be okay. They, they have a lot of dockyards on that side. It's also very mountainous, so you might want mountaineering troops, mountaineering divisions. So if you do both of those things, you could probably take them out from three sides pretty easy. And if you're still friendly with the Soviets, you can put trips through there as well, take them up to three sides. Let's say the Soviets join the Allies as well. The Soviets will join the Allies as well. And the Soviets... Well, the Soviets are in the Allies. Okay, say this. Cobb-Turn is dissolved. The Soviets are in the Allies, right? And being friends with the Soviet Union, by proxy, you're also friends with UK and France. You can use France's territorial holdings in the Middle East against the Turks. So, that's your best course of action right there. Go through France, go through Soviet, just take Turkey out from all sides. I think that's that's probably your best case scenario right there. Naval invasion. Okay, naval invade the northern coast. Blitzkrieg right through Constantinople. I'm sorry, Istanbul. Istanbul, Constantinople. Okay, uh, go through Soviet Union, go through France. Best port of action, best port of call, right there. That's your that's your best um, 
That's your best chances. Best case scenario. So, after that best case scenario of trying to take out Turkey, right? What's your objective with that? Well, what are you what are you taking? What are you puppeting? Well, you want to take all of it. I know I said don't annex anything up until this point, but you want to take all of Turkey. Why? Revenge against the Ottomans. Really as simple as that. You are now the owner of Rome. You're the fourth Rome or whatever it is, right? Fifth Rome. Fifth Rome. You own Constantinople. You own the capital of the Roman Empire. Bulgaria is the fifth Rome now. <laughs> okay, this sounds way too meany. Mimi, but... Okay, but seriously... It's... Just rev retribution against the Ottomans. From the eyes of the Bulgarians. Just take everything, alright? I know I said don't take anything up until this point, but take everything. You want to annex all of Turkey. Alright, what's the next protocol after that to dominate the Balkans? Well, let's say theoretically you took half of Yugoslavia. You split it up with Germany. You annex half of it. What's the next port of call now? It's to take Albania. Alright? Take Albania. Hey, how are you going to do that if Italy owns it? Well, you're going to want to stick with the Allies. I think that's the best course of action there. Because Italy's with the Axis. If you're still friends with the Axis, Italy might give it to you. Or, Italy might give it to you. But, they're definitely not going to give it to you if you're friends with the Axis and still in the Allies. So, either go to war with the Axis as part of the Allies, or leave the Allies and try to come closer with Germany. This is the big crossroads here. Trying to take Albania. This is the big crossroads. Axis or Allies. Which side of history do you want to be on? The good or the bad? Not respectively, of course. <sighs> well, if you choose the Allies, you're just going to take Albania. You're just going to declare war in Italy, take Albania, as simple as that. Italy doesn't really have any other land to invade you through, so they might be safe. You might be safe from Germany as well, because they don't have any land to invade you through either. But if they took half of Yugoslavia, both of them can blockade you, and you're going to have a bad time. You're basically going to be landlocked into the Black Sea again, which is not good. Uh, That's why you need to rely on France and Britain's naval might to help you out. I would request a lend-lease, first of all. I request convoys, request forces, do as much as you can. Uh, if you can, start, if, if it's feasible, start invading Germany through your puppets. If Soviet's still around, you can double-team Germany with them. And you can double-team Italy. Once you take Germany's half of Yugoslavia... You can double-team Italy with France. Actually, now that I think about it, with France, it's because if you're with the Al 
so you're the Allies, right? You have France, Soviet, and you all going after Germany at once. They're going to fall in from three sides and just capitulate under its own weight. So, I think your best course of action is to be with the Allies. If you want to dominate the Balkans, that is. You can take, say, you can take Moravia, Bohemia, and the Sudetenland from Germany after you defeat them. But, and you can take, you can take Slovakia as well. The whole Balkans is your puppet. But, there's still Hungary in the way. Alright, so let's say you take, or puppet rather, you take, you puppet Austria, Czech, Czech, Czech Republic, and, and Slovakia after you defeat Germany. There's still Hungary, that's a big target right in the middle. Well, no, it's really not that hard. Usually, Hungary goes fascist quite early in the game. So... They're probably gonna get guaranteed by Germany if you try to if you try to annex them if you try to declare on them, and they probably would have joined the Axis anyway if you if you declared on probably would have joined the Axis anyway if you declared on Germany or them. So not that big of a deal. Once you defeat Germany, you're probably gonna have the rest of the Balkans under wraps. So there's your Greater Bulgaria, right? Done. Completely, completely finished. Let's take it one step further. You want to conquer the world now. Where do you go from here? Well, let's, let's say we stick with the Allies. I think Soviet Union is going to be your first target. Because the Baltics have massive manpower. But they don't really have that many factories. The Balkans have massive manpower. They don't, really have, they don't really have that many factories, right? Start making as much infantry equipment as you can. Train up as many troops as you can. Try to overwhelm the Soviet Union with pure numbers. Alright, stay with the Allies. Try to overwhelm the Soviet Union with pure numbers. Blitzkrieg across the entire Red Plains. Let's creak our whole way across that like there's no tomorrow, right? That's your best course of action for taking out Soviet. Because, honestly, weakest link in the entire Allies. I'm not even joking. So, once they fall, the common turn falls. You open up your gateway to East Asia. And the Allies have lost a major source of both manpower and factories. Once you leave the Allies... It'll be easier to take them out. That's your next course of action. Once you take over the Soviet Union, you're going to leave the Allies so you get all of that equipment and manpower to yourself. As well as the, uh, the factories, like I said. Uh, so, let's assume you have a pretty good navy by this point. The Soviets don't really have a good navy, but you've been on the Balkan Peninsula. You've most likely taking out Germany and Italy. You've done a vast majority of that heavy lifting there, right? So, most likely you're going to have a lot of convoys from that. And you're going to have a lot of, uh, of fleets. Of fleets. And not to mention the Soviets have a lot of convoys, too. So, you're going to have a pretty good navy. 
Let's save. I think the first port of call is to blockade France and England. You can make separate fleets for the both of them. Actually, yeah, make separate fleets for the both of them. That's going to be the best port of call right there. So, make separate fleets, blockade them. What are you going to do next? Well, you need to secure your rubber. Nether the Netherlands is probably going to be guaranteed by the Allies. Which is why you need to stay in the Allies just long enough in order to take Netherlands. And make the Dutch East Indies capitulate to secure that rubber. Alright? Once you do that, you can leave the Allies. France probably took most of Germany, if not they puppeted it. Uh, but regardless, you're going to have to invade, you're going to have to go right at the Allies. So, like I said, make lots of infantry, make lots of equipment, make lots of tanks. You're going to go, you're going to blitzkrieg right through there. You're going to just, you know, I don't know, I'm not good at tank zones. Take all of it. Just plow through Europe. It's going to be probably the easiest task. Oh, no, not the easiest. It's going to be the hardest task. <laughs> it's going to be the hardest task. But Blitzkrieg through Europe, it's going to be fast. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be fast. And that's probably the best course of action to get them to capitulate as quickly as possible. Once you do that... Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. Okay, now you've plowed through all of Europe. You definitely have good everything now. <laughs> you definitely have good manpower, good factories, good navy. You have all that stuff. You have pretty good. Pretty good. What about East Asia? At this point in the late stage of the game, Japan's probably finished up conquering East Asia. They've formed the Greater East Asian Co-Prosperity Sphere, and most likely have the entire place puppeted under their under their tight thumb. So you're gonna need to declare call all your allies in. Let's say you puppet, let's say you puppet Britain, you puppet France, you puppet all of Europe, right? You're gonna need to call all your allies in and pull them together with to into a war with Japan. That's gonna be the biggest challenge yet. First of all, you need to have a good navy. You're going to have to blockade the Japanese home islands as, as early as possible in order to cut off all, all the invasion forces. <laughs> You're going to need to just keep blitzkrieging down through China. It's mostly planes down there. It's mostly steppe, so you can do that pretty easily. But once you get to, like, British Raj, you might have taken British Raj for all I know, but they could have fallen to the Japanese earlier. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Only you know that. But let's say British Raj fell to the Japanese before you got there. That's going to be the hardest part because there's a lot of mountains around there and like Tibet and stuff. There's also a lot of jungle further south you go. So it's going to be harder and harder to blitzkrieg through there. So best course of action is to take those mountaineers from the Ottoman campaign and redirect them towards shit. 
towards uh, Xinjiang or British Raj or Tibet. So you've taken all that, right? Now you've taken all East Asia. You're going to want to blockade the Japanese home islands as soon as possible. And your first course of action isn't to, uh, isn't to invade Japan. You need to cut them off first. You need to control when they're going to capitulate, right? You need to have... Here's the best way I can describe it. You're going to have all the plans laid out there on your desk ready for you to execute whenever you need to. That's kind of how it is. That's kind of how it is. So, you need to control the situation, right? If you had to ally with... If you needed to ally with Japan... Here, I watched this YouTuber called Torior, right? I mentioned him last week. He has this strategy called Order 66. It works a lot. It works really well. And... It only works if they have a really big army, though, because once you leave the faction, the um, country you're trying to invade, trying to covertly invade, is going to probably take half your troops just because you're in their land. So you join the faction, and you have military access. You can move, through, move troops through them. You're going to move troops there, and once they're there, they're going to leave the faction. You're going to lose about half of them. And make plan, and you have to set up plans to secure all the victory points, and have them ready to execute at a moment's notice, so that you can just take take them over and win easily. All right, pretty pretty simple. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. It's really risky, but if you can, go for it. But the best course of action for you to take. Your best case scenario is to blockade the Japanese home islands and be ready for a naval invasion at a moment's notice. Don't do Order 66. But, uh, bu 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 bu. let's hope you've taken China by this point, because if you don't, if you just, if you just take the Jap if you haven't taken China already and you just take the Japanese home islands, you're just going to evacuate the government there and it'll basically be impossible to kill them. So, don't let the, don't, Kill China first, and then take Japan. But it's more likely they are not even going to devolve to that late to that late in the game anyway. You're probably not going to have to conquer all of East Asia because hopefully you'll just be in a faction with them. Hopefully you'll just be in like in the Axis, right? You're the most powerful country in the world. Why wouldn't they ally with you, right? That's your main goal there. All right. This was this week's episode on Greater Bulgaria. I'm Chipper. See you all next week.